an open text podcast. Welcome everyone to the Open Text Developer Cast. On today's session, we have uh, we have a very interesting conversation because in the past we've been talking a lot about the Open Text Developer Cloud, and we've been talking to product managers, we've been talking to people from from the business inside Open Text. But today we're talking to to developers, developers who have been working very closely with the services, people who are very close to what we do. And I'm sure that they will have lots of great insights about the Open Text Developer Cloud. Today, we have not one, but two guests. Andres Baumgartner, he's a senior software engineer uh, based in our office in Germany. And we also have Roger Ward, who is the lead engineer, and he's based on Irvine, California. Uh, Andres, uh, Roger, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. I'm very excited too. And the reason why I'm excited is it's because now uh, we have both of you and we're going to be talking about the Open Text Developer Cloud. And just to mention in the past, again, we talk about it and we talk about the importance on the Open Text Developer Cloud and why is it great for developers. But today I would like to go into the nitty gritty and understand and get your comments, get your thoughts and, on, on why is it important for developers. So I would like to get your your specific comments on, on this topic. So let's start from the from the obvious. Um, and maybe we can start with, with you, Andreas. Uh, what do you think is the Open Text Developer Cloud? Why does it matter to, to developers? You're a developer. You work with these services on a day-to-day basis. Tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, sure. The, the Open Text Developer Cloud is a great opportunity for developers to use our internal services and functions through APIs. So that's a standardized way to use software functionality and yeah, you are now able to use our internal software functionalities by your own to build your own applications uh, or extend your own applications that, that's already there. And I think that's a great opportunity. Roger, what do you think? Yeah, so I think it's um, it's a great relationship or partnership between OpenText and um, the developer community. Um, OpenText exposed is exposing its API internally uh, that leverage a lot of our services that uh, run, that are basically used by our software. Um, So by exposing those API, they get to leverage some powerful services um, and they can build on top of them. And it's a great way for them uh, to use best in breed services. Now, in the past, as a company, we've been exposing APIs, but mostly internally. So people like both of you have access to those APIs, and you've been able to build those fantastic applications that the market uh, has been able to see. Now, that makes me think that people who never had access to those APIs, which are mostly external developers, maybe run into several challenges, obstacles, when trying to to, to build on applications and solutions. Now, h- how do you think these these services are going to, or these API, or opening these APIs is going to allow developers to work better, easier? What type of challenges do you think they'll be uh, overcoming now that these APIs are up for them to to get used? Uh, maybe Roger, you want to take a shot into that? 
Yeah, sure. So by um, leveraging, leveraging APIs, um, it's a standard way to um, access services. Um, so these are RESTful services, which is a standard uh, these days for communicating with backends. Um, so some of the um, challenges I, I would say is maybe learning some API that's new to them. Um, but we have documentation on that. And in the future, we may have some uh, code snippets that they can copy and paste into their um, application or just to try out what each API does and what um, data it returns. Andres. Uh, yeah, and I think that's, that's everything. It's absolutely right what Roger said. And I think the big advantage is that if you don't have the knowledge or uh, capacity in your teams and you have to build some certain functionalities and you are not able to do this, you can use our proven functionalities. So the services are uh, audited, they are uh, proven, they are secure, everybody's using them, we are using them internally and now developers can use them by their own and maybe they don't have a really big knowledge or a specialist for security stuff and or to yeah, to store secure content so they can use it with our with our API and make so their own application in an easy way. And yeah, the RESTful services, it's a standardized way to use uh, service functionalities. And I think that's that's a great, great, great thing. Andres, you mentioned a couple of, well, actually, both of you mentioned uh, either RESTful APIs or RESTful uh, services. Maybe this is a very basic question, uh, but maybe can you explain me what, what is a RESTful API? What is a RESTful service? Is there a difference between those two? And uh, maybe you can give us some additional details. Yeah, um, I, can, I can answer that if you'd like. Um, so an API is basically, um, you can think of it as a function call um, that the front end or the client makes to the back end. And the data that gets returned is in um, uh, REST, or it's a, it's a JSON basically. Um, so it's, it's a JavaScript object notation um, and it's pretty standard. Um, so when you get this data on the client, you don't have to do any um, transformation of the data. You just in, ingest that data and be able to act on it uh, from your code. And um, as far as API, the API is the layer that the, the client interacts with, and it's it's kind of a, a layer between it and the services. And the services is where most of the heavy lifting is done um, between the client and the um, API. Yeah, so you have the client, then you have uh, the API, um, and the API is the, it's kind of like the language that um, the client and the service use to talk back and forth. Uh, lately, I see a lot of uh, companies and people about talking about APIs. APIs drive the economy. APIs allow to connect everything to any application. Do it as you wish, as you want. Is that as great as it sounds, and, and, and what I want to understand is the following. So I know that APIs allows to connect, let's say, uh, two applications. So you can leverage uh, the best of both, like, like 
like having a conversation where applications can can uh, share information, functionality, and benefits. Is that is that it? I mean, are we saying that AP, in this case, uh, open text APIs allow developers to connect any application to open text developers applications only? Does it goes beyond that? What's the scope of what we could say that APIs can connect and not and not not connect? Um, either one of you, Roger, Andres. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, with these APIs, I mean, you have certain functionalities and they are tightened up into a service. And this service is out in the cloud and you use them through this API. So if other applications also offer this API, uh, an API, you can use them as well and you can tighten up uh, functionalities into your own application. So maybe if you have something like a SAP system and you want to collect data from there and store it in a secure way with our content services, you can pull down your data from SAP and put it into our content services. So you connect these two things into one new application you build by your own. So if you don't, if, if, if no application from our site fits into your requirements, you can do it by your own and just use the small piece of functionality throughout the service. So, yeah, that's how it works. And now that you mentioned SAP, I, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago and you have been working very closely with uh, our services that support the SAP platform. Um, can you maybe give us some examples of the APIs that you've been leveraging on your day-to-day work with SAP, with SAP and OpenText? And maybe you can you share maybe what do you expect, which kind of services uh, you expect developers to be using and how they can benefit out of leveraging these solutions? Yeah, sure. Uh, for example, what we are doing here is to get out the metadata from SAP and to store content. So really files, yeah? because the SAP environment is a little bit limited in this way. So we give you extra functionality to store this uh, soft, uh, to, to store your content. So for example, what's a really cool new feature is to sign documents. Yeah? If you want to sign a document, you can pull it down from SAP, use our services to sign this document and store it. So, yeah, that's one of my last things I've implemented. And, yeah, that's a nice feature, I think. And, and are you saying that then that this ability to, to sign documents, I'm assuming it's electronically, so are you saying that developers can use uh, leverage those APIs to add that functionality into the applications they're building they have, and they have built, but they want to update to add this function? Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. So you can use any type of content and then sign it digitally. And yeah, whatever you put in there, it's your thing. We, um, in, in my case, I have done it for the SAP stuff. And, and Roger, uh, you and I also were talking a few days ago, actually a couple of weeks ago, and I believe that you highlighted the importance on, of security. I mean, nowadays, we are exchanging lots of information, lots of the documentation, and having it uh, done in a secure way become extreme, extremely critical. Uh, how do you see these uh, Open Text Developer Cloud services and specifically the APIs available? How, do, do they contain, do they have uh, uh, like a layer of security or how do we address security when working with these services? 
Um, yeah, so by um, using our services, a lot of these are already um, secure from our end and you, a developer doesn't have to really worry about security um, communicating with these services, um, securing the, the backend. Um, so in a way, we're taking care of a lot of the server side security um, and then the, the client or the developer can basically focus on, on the front end um, as long as they use some kind of a secure channel to, to talk to the back end. Um, I think the communication is pretty secure. And, and talking about the potential projects that that uh, people listening to, pod, to this podcast can 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 build, I mean, the type of applications that they can build with these services, uh, are there any limitations or what type of projects would you suggest those listening to, to us today? Uh, what services should, maybe should they potentially be thinking of when le- leveraging these solutions? That Does something comes to mind right away? Is it, uh, do you have some thoughts on maybe what are the things that you would advise them to try first when working with these services? Um, so as far as application that they can build, I think sky is the limit because they can mix and match services from different vendors. They're not only limited to uh, services that our open text offers. Uh, so let's say if I want to create an application and I want to embed an, a map in it, I know Google offers great API for embedding a map, so I would use Google's. API, and then if I want to build something that I need um, storage or anything like that, then I would use OpenText um, Content Server or um, CSS um, API. So we have, right now we have a lot of services available and we're going to keep exposing more and more services as we go. Um, So we do have a viewer and a transformation service that I've used before in the past. And what that allows me to do is um, I can upload a a PDF or any type of document like Excel or Word document, and then I can host a viewer inside of my application and I can basically open the the file, um, highlight it, um, redact or Annotate, and then I can save that to the to the backend. So the next time I open it, I still have all my uh, modifications available to me, and then I can eventually share that and uh, collaborate with others over the internet. Very cool, Andres. Yeah, I think you can do a lot in in terms of uh, information management. As Rosh already said, you can store and manage your content. You can put them on retention management. So if you have to keep uh, your your documents for a certain time or till an, an event that happens, you can view our content through our APIs. You can use process and automation via workflows. As I said, you can sign things. You also, all these steps you can audit with service or service. You can capture content. And yeah, it's growing and growing and it's becoming more and more. 
Now, uh, moving forward to tips, uh, because you work with these services on a daily basis, you've been working with this for, for actually years. Now, if I think about people who are going to use these services for the first time, it may be a bit overwhelming. I mean, you go into opentextdeveloper.com and there's many services available. There's lots of documentation. The functionalities seem to be endless. But maybe what would be what would be your, your tip and recommendations on how to start? I mean, if, this, if you're just starting with these services, what are the tips and best practices that you would recommend those try these services? Yeah, first step, I think, is make an account on developer.opentext.com, make your trial, and then um, make sure what you want to uh, do, so what which service is going to fit for you, and then just check out the documentation, check out our discussion section, where already people may be asking already your questions, and try things out first. Use small programs like Postman, where you can test RESTful APIs in a very easy way without doing your own application. Or maybe you build a very small application where you first try out your, your APIs, what you have to send to the service and what is the response. So how you can figure out what you're doing there and how it works. Perfect. Roger, what are, what are your thoughts and recommendations for those listening on how to start with these services? Yeah, sure. So um, I would say play around, read the documentation, um, start small, and then build on top of it. Maybe if you have an idea for an MVP, get that started. Um, play around in Postman, like Andreas was saying. And um, yeah, try to uh, ship a product with our API. Sounds like fun. And um, maybe one more question, and this may be a sensitive one. Uh, If you can answer, great. If you can, please let me know. But um, what can we expect in terms of services for developers? Uh, Can you give us us a heads up? Yeah, I think um, two new services are coming out. Um, I don't have a timeline on that. Um, Capture is one of them, and e-signature is another. Um, I know my team is... Uh, scheduled to work on a low-code, no-code UI designer. So for those who are not developer or want to build UI pretty fast without having to write a lot of code, that might be coming in in the future. Um, And like I said, I mean, there are way more services than we have available right now. It's just a matter of time before we release them. We have a very rich pipeline of services. And just very quickly, you mentioned uh, Capture and Signature. Signature, we briefly discussed. What exactly is Capture? So Capture um, is a service where you upload a document. Let's say you have um, you, you went on a on a trip, on a business trip, and you upload um, your receipts. Then you can um, call our service and then capture the information from those receipts and maybe create a workflow to automatically create an um, uh, an expense report for you, and then submit it on your behalf. And use um, e-doc, e-signature uh, to basically sign that document and and then uh, send it off. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Thank you so much, uh, yeah. Andres. I mean, can you share off something? I mean, about what's coming ahead. Uh, yeah, as Roger already said, uh, this, this, the e-signing stuff is, is really hot right now and will be released and we're also integrating this into our application. And I think that's a, that's a really great uh, service. And 
yeah, also there's a lot of improvement going on in document generation and stuff. And so I think there are going to be a lot of nice stuff in the future. And before we, we move into the, the the last question I do have, uh, I, I do have a, um, one, most of a personal question. I mean, we work on day-to-day basis, but there's lots of people who do not know who you are, where you are, what you like to do. Uh, maybe Andres, I mean, can I ask you, I mean, can you share who are you very quickly? Where do you live? Uh, what are, do you have a hobby? I'm guessing that you're into Star Wars because I can see a uh, Darth Vader from the background, but maybe you can share a bit of, of, of yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I live in the southern part of Germany and a city is called Kempton and work here in the open text office. And yeah, uh, as, as a software developer, I think uh, it's a nerdy hobby to game a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I do gaming. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Yeah, I love science fiction stuff, movies. But I also like to go snowboarding and stuff. So yeah. And what's your favorite uh, sci-fi uh, movie? Star Wars, of course. <laughs> 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 the, the old ones, second episode, that's one of the best. <laughs> Roger, how about you? And for those who cannot see, uh, um, well, I mean, you cannot see actually my screen, but uh, I mean, I cannot see anything uh, on Roger's background, but but a, but a plain white wall. But mm-hmm. I, but I, but I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that you have lots of exciting things to tell about yourself, Roger. Who are you? What yeah. do you like to do? Yeah, so for me, uh, as far as the wall being bare, I just moved this past weekend, so I'm still in the process of unloading my stuff. Um, But as far as hobbies, um, I'm a great outdoors person. Um, So a lot of hiking, going to the beach. I live in sunny Irvine, so we're pretty much... Lucky you. you Oh, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, a lot of outdoors activities, um, hiking, um, and then sometimes indoor climbing or just working out at the gym. Yeah. Perfect. So, sounds like fun. And uh, so now to close off this session, um, maybe Roger, one final, any, any final comments or uh, that you would like to address those listening to, to this podcast today? Yeah. So I, I, I would, um, you know, advise everybody to just go to developer.com or create an account start playing with our API and then um, participate in the community on there and share tips or um, if you have any new features that you would like to see, then please let us know. And um, yeah, we'll you know, stay posted for new services too. Cool. Andres? Yeah, absolutely. Just try it out. Make you an account on developers.opentext.com and yeah, maybe we are getting see something new on the community it would be nice to see some posting about applications you're working on and yeah we'll hope to grow in the future well thank you so very much both of you it's been a pleasure uh, it's been a great i have had a great time and i i, I know that people will really enjoy the, the conversation we had today thank you so much both of you for being here today and uh we'll talk uh, later thank you so much thank you thank you Thank you for listening to the OpenText Developer Cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And don't forget to come back next month for another episode.